0: I will tell you if there's one thing that you want to do to get better at your sales, the one thing to focus on is always role playing and training. You know, our most successful office is guys that do half a million dollars in sales a month. The one thing that these guys all have in common is they consistently work on improving their sales process. <laughs>
1: I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograft for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's five six one nine six two one two three one. On with the show. I'm
0: Dr. James Rong. I'm the CEO and founder. We've been marketing for healthcare offices since 2011, and we primarily focus on stem cell regenerative medicine, pain management, and dental
1: implants. Today's topic is, what would you say today's topic is about? Uh, a ridiculously
0: simple and effective strategy for presenting
1: high dollar case fees. Fantastic. And many of the doctors who are listening to this will definitely appreciate this information. All right, so let's get started on that area. Well why would you say that uh, you came up with this? Why did you feel a need or did you see a need or what was it that you noticed that caused you to create this? As a marketing agency, we work with a lot of healthcare offices, you know marketing cash
0: services or uh, non-covered services for their practices and you'll see different case managers have their own unique ways of doing it. And it's not systemized, and so what ends up happening a lot of times if you have you know an office manager or you have a case manager or care coordinator that's doing these case presentations or these feed presentations they just don't have a system in place. So it gets you, know, you have one person doing one way in the office, and then you could have an office manager or a separate person come in, and they have a different way of doing it. This system was just a really simple and effective way of providing financial care programs and systemizing it so it's more natural and then making sure that it's duplicated by different people in the office or replicated by different people in the office.
1: So this is a system. You're trying to help create a system so that doctors can figure this stuff out.
0: Yeah, so that they can step out of the room and know that whatever team member is going to come in and actually do the the financial presentation is going to do it the same way every single time.
1: Excellent. Okay, perfect. That sounds like a great reason.
0: So let's get into the steps. So the first step is you've got to connect with that person and you've got to diffuse any tension. So once the doctor leaves, if the patient feels a little tense and you're starting to pick up on that, just get them feeling comfortable. So sometimes I'll go in there as a care coordinator and I'll just ask the person, just relax. I feel tense or you're a little bit nervous. Let's take a deep breath in and ball the way out. And the reason why I want them to take a deep breath in is just to reset their neurology and just relax, get the tension out of their bodies and just say, Hey, look, we're going to make sure that this is going to be a comfortable experience for you. And I want to let you know that we have financial options that work with most patients' budgets. So I just really want you to just relax as we go through this process. Okay. Number two is we're going to ask them for their resources. So Next step is, well, when we get into the financing or we get into talking about how much the fees are going to be, were you thinking that you were going to use your own personal resources like savings or retirement or, you know, reserves that you have put up in your house? Or are you going to be need, needing finances? So if they tell me they have their own personal resources and they have savings set them aside. Then I say, great, would you like to see how you can save 5 or 10%? And then I go into presenting the fees with that 5% upfront payment or that 10% upfront payment discount that most offices. And it doesn't matter if you're in a dental practice or a stem cell office. Most people do a 5% or 10% upfront payment discount. Then you just negate the rest of what we're going to talk about because really the rest of the steps are going into uh, monthly financing using a third party. So at this point, they tell me they're going to need financing. Then step three, I would say, well, great. Now we have several financing companies that we work with that we actually pay to participate in. So we'll work with you on the best option for you. Because we're going to be working with financing and lending companies, I need to ask you about your credit. Do you know if it's good or bad? Do you know roughly what your credit score is? And here you'll get a mixed number of answers. You know, you'll get a mixed number between, well, it's bad or I don't know, or I think it's decent. If you can nail them down to a score to kind of give you a range, that would be great. If it's horrible, if it's under 580, there's not much you can do unless you ask them if they're going to do a co signer So if they say anything under 580 or 600, I know that I'm going to be discussing with them, do you have somebody that can potentially co-sign with you? A family member or a friend, spouse that could potentially co-sign this loan? I will ask them that question. If it's around 600, I'll still go through the application process by themselves, but I will always put that caveat in of you're probably going to need to have somebody co-sign this. So if it's horrible, it's 400, then you're looking at doing, you know, you're not going to use a third party, you've got to do some sort of in office financing where they can put some money down. So you'll do that step. You know, if they say it's under 400, and there's no co-signers. If the office has in office financing, you've got to figure out something for them to put some portion of it down. I would have them put down twenty-five or thirty percent, just enough to cover your expenses. So if you're selling a stem cell and your out-of-pocket expenses are a thousand or, or fifteen hundred dollars on that, they've got to be able to put that down. Say it's four hundred or five hundred or less and they don't have a co-signer. You may not go through the rest of the steps, then you're going to discuss in office financing options with them and then say, well, we do have, I don't know if third party is going to be the best option for you, but we have the ability to do in office financing. Here's what we would need if you're going to go through that. So if they tell me they have a decent credit score, then the next step is great. I think that's a good score that we can work with. And I think that we can find an institution that will work with you on the financing. The next thing to ask you is, would you like to have, you know, how would you like your monthly payments? Would you like something smaller over a longer period of time? So spread out over maybe three or four years or five years. And on some of these cases where you have $25,000 or $30,000 or it's a stem cell case and you're doing multiple joints for $15,000, you are probably going to have to do that to keep their monthly payment within that 200 to $300 range. But if it's less than that, then you can go a 12 or 24-month financing if you're doing a $5,000 case or you're doing a you know dollars or $8,000 case. So I'll ask them, do you want smaller payments over a longer period of time? And I'll use hand gestures while I'm explaining this. Or would you like larger payments out over a shorter period of time? And that would be like an example of a 12-month or 24-month financing option. 80% are going to tell you smaller payments out of a longer period of time. And I'll say, great, that gives you a payment and that gives you the ability to make smaller payments. And if you can, you can pay it off sooner with no penalties. And then step number five is I then have a sheet of paper that has all the financing terms on the left hand. As you're presenting to that person, they're reading it on the left side, their left as they're reading it is all the... Payment amounts five thousand, six thousand, seven, 000, eight, 000, fifteen, 000, twenty thousand on the total amounts. And then you have on the rest of that chart is one column is twelve months, one column is twenty-four months, one is forty eight, one is 60 or 72 months so based on who you use you know some people use care credit and we recommend using green sky that's a plug for green sky they will do financing for you guys and they will give you options that you can choose from they'll give you a graph and chart so i will circle two monthly options and i'll say look based on what you can do and i'm just going to use an example of like a twenty thousand dollar case fee i would start at 48 months and then i'd probably go up to i know they have a 78 month program so the 48-month program for a $20,000 case is probably going to be around 400 450 something like that, maybe. For a 78-month program, it's going to drop down to roughly like $300. So I would circle the 450 at the 48-month, and I would circle $300. i am still, at this point, I've not gone over what their total amount is. I'm just getting them down to the monthly fees. At any point, if they ask me what the total is, I'll go over that. But right now, what I want to focus on is get them thinking about what the monthly is going to be, because I want them to start thinking in their own heads how they can afford it monthly.
1: So you don't address the total cost of the procedure? Not yet.
0: I will do that after I go through these seven steps or during any part of this conversation they have questions about that, I'll go ahead and do it but I purposely don't give them that lump sum fee first because I don't want them being overwhelmed by it. I don't want them to see a $25,000 case and immediately start saying to themselves, I can't afford it. I want them to see a monthly fee that's reasonable that they can fit into their budget and start thinking about how they're going to modify that into their monthly uh, budget. So I circle two options. Here's the 48 month at 450 a month. Here's the 78 month program at $300 a month. I circle both of those and I say to them, which one works best for you? And then step six, I just be quiet. I just don't say anything. Now, here is at this point, you're going to have to have all the steps and communication to be able to handle whatever comes up. And it could be a combination of them saying, well, that's too much money, or it's cheaper somewhere else. Or, yeah, I don't know if I can afford that into my monthly budget. Whatever those responses, you have to have those queued up and ready to be able to answer those questions. And so I'll then at step six, once I be quiet, then I'll go ahead and handle whatever comes up. In some cases, they say, "Well, you know what? I can't afford three hundred dollars. That works within my budget." Or, you know, I can't do three hundred, but I can probably do two twenty or two fifty. Then my response is, "Well, if you put a certain amount paid up front, then we can finance less, and then we can trim your budget down to that monthly fee. Can you put some money down?" And sometimes they'll come back and say, "Well, I can probably put two thousand or four thousand dollars." Then the last thing at step seven is really just to run the application. I always try to get them through the application process. And so there are some companies, I know Green Sky does this where they have your check your rate program. They have a program where that you won't affect their credit score by checking if they qualified. So you can qualify them without affecting or causing any negative, you know, it doesn't show up on their credit score if you check and see if they qualify.
1: It's a soft pull. It's a soft pull. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the seven steps. That's really the seven step financial presentation. I find it's very organic. It doesn't require a lot of attention. At any point, if they want to know the fees, let them know. And if they tell you in step two that they have a the resource set aside, then you move right into presenting your fees and giving them that discount for the one-time payment.
1: Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event, podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal health, or how to create a million dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. So the one thing that comes up, and I've seen this in dental
0: implants, and I've also seen this in stem cell providers, is you know there's an option of going to another office that will sometimes be cheaper. And not everybody brings this up. Usually, if patients tell you at this point they don't want to do the treatment, just realize that by this point, they've done your first day evaluation. They've showed up. They've done the x-rays. It's day two, and you're presenting your case fees, and you're going over everything. And they show up for a second day. At this point, because of the time and energy they've already put into doing this, If they tell you no, more than likely, whatever excuse they come up, it's just an excuse to tell you for whatever reason, they're just not interested in doing it in your office. So they will sometimes say, I can't afford it. Or they'll sometimes say, I need to go home and think about it and discuss it with my spouse. Or I think I can go to another provider and I want to get a second opinion. All those are just excuses. Essentially for them just saying not feeling confident in your ability to fix them. And I know this is hard for some people to hear, But just realize they've got certain checklists that we all have when we walk into a new business. And if those checklists are not checked off, and you don't check the box on these, they're going to tell you these other excuses. But it's really an excuse. It's just like, it's socially acceptable for me to say I can't afford it, when really, I just want to go to another office. It's socially acceptable for me to say, I got to go home and talk to my wife. and trust you. It's socially acceptable for me to get a second opinion or say I need to get a second opinion when I really just, for whatever reason, I just don't like your staff. So that all shows up. So most of these things I don't want to talk about will handle it. But ultimately, if they don't want to use your office, they're just trying to find a reason not to use you as a doctor. So that's why all of the other steps in the process have to be fixed before you even get to this point because they have usually in most cases already made a determination or made a decision to buy from you on the first day and usually before you get to this point. So. These are usually the steps that you would use to handle anybody's objections at this point. So if they want to go see somebody else, you know, you can use this for stem cell and dental implants and it works really great. If I'm the care coordinator, I'll say, listen, I understand there's probably other offices that you can get a second opinion on or you can go to somebody and that can possibly be cheaper. You might save a few thousand, but I want to let you know. I fully believe in the experience that our dentist has or our doctor has to do this treatment with you because I've seen so many successes. And I want to let you know, I wouldn't go to anybody or I would not trust my body to anybody else other than this office because of how many treatments that we've done here and because of the extensive amount of experience that we have. In regards to dental implants, if you go somewhere cheaper and you have this treatment done, and we've seen so many cases that haven't been done the correct way, you will end up spending more money to get it fixed than you would ever and how much you would save. Do you understand? So you may save two or three thousand and you may save four thousand or five thousand, right? But if you have to do this process again and it doesn't take right and it, I've seen this happen in other offices and we get those cases where we actually have to fix other mishaps that occur from other dental offices. I can tell you right now from my experience, you do not want that. You want to go where you feel comfortable and you want to go with somebody that has experience and this office will make you feel comfortable and will also provide you with the experience that we have because we've done thousands of these. Same same thing with stem cell. You don't wanna go to an office that does not have all the supportive things that you need. So part of the reason why we have a comprehensive program that we do laser, we have you wear a brace while you're going through treatment, and then we do rehab protocols with you, and then a PRP follow-up is because this is what's most effective. If you go with another office that doesn't do all these supportive things, you're essentially paying for that one injection and then you're left alone. We're not going to do that. We're going to walk you through this process, make sure that you have the greatest chance for success so that you're not throwing the thousands of dollars in this investment away. So I want to just let you know, we have the experience, we've done hundreds of these injections and we have testimonials. So if you'd like to talk to somebody that's been through the treatment, I can give you a list of references of people that you can call and you can go home and think about it. What we'll do is we'll extend this discount that we're offering. You know, We'll offer you that 5% discount or 10% discount. I'll keep that in place for the next three days. I don't want you to feel forced that you've got to do anything, but we're only going to extend that discount for three days because if you take too long to think about this, you're probably not going to do it. And if you don't do it now, there's a chance that six months from now or 12 months from now, this is not even going to work for you. Do you understand? And I don't want you to make that mistake. So that's how I handle that. Beautiful. So it all goes back to like, my purpose is to serve this person. If I'm a financial coordinator, you know I've got to be in there thinking about serving this person and doing the best job that I can by them. And I'm more focused on that than I am collecting the fees. If you focus on serving them, you'll have more of a higher case acceptance rate. If you focus on the numbers and the sales, you'll have lower numbers. You'll have lower conversions this is the best thing you can possibly do. And I really feel it. And they can feel my intention and they know that I'm coming from the right place. Sales just happen organically. But if I'm going into that financial consult and I'm thinking just about the numbers and what I got to close or what I got to sell, it really affects... They pick up on it and they know that I'm trying to close this deal and I'm trying to close the sale. They can pick up on my desperation and it usually kills my sales.
1: Definitely. That is a big issue. And when you have like you know, something to fall back on or a method to do these things, it gives you that confidence when you go in there that you know what you're doing and not just winging it.
0: You know, The same thing with the initial patient consult and also with the financial presentation, all that has to be systemized so that you may veer off in one area a little bit, but you're also going to come back to that step-by-step process. And so now I've done it so Often and I've trained so many people on it, it's like second nature to me. So I can walk into an office. Like I think I've shared this with you before. I've never worked in a dental office before, um, but we've market for dentistry. So I went and actually sold dental implants for two days. I really don't know the technical aspects of placing implants. I know to a certain degree, but I don't know all the stuff that's involved with it. I sold $42,000, I think it was, or $44,000 in two days. Having never sold this service and never worked in a dental practice before, and I did it based on using these seven steps and using a system for doing that initial patient consultation as well.
1: I hope they gave you a big fat bonus for that <laughs> <laughs> for forty-two thousand. I'll take right. half. Just, just give me fifty percent. I'm good. I want to see if I can do it. You know, I
0: was like, right. and yep. now realizing this, if you understand the systems, you That's can true. sell cosmetic cases weight loss it's all the same because it's basically it's interacting with another human being you know that's right. very similar
1: when you get an objection and somebody's pushing back How do you figure out what that objection you think is really, what is it that's really stopping them?
0: You have to kind of use your gut, you know, on these. One of the things that as a care coordinator, you have to do is you have to listen to your gut and not your head. So, you know, sometimes they'll say that I need to talk to my wife, but you know, it's really something else, you know. If you pry and you dig enough, you can get the answer. What most people present is that surface level BS. It's all surface level BS that they usually tell you. They'll do it in the consultation, but sometimes they'll bring it out in the financial portion as well. And they have this surface level BS answer that is socially acceptable and most people will accept. But what I try to do is I always try to dig underneath the surface. So I want to go underneath the surface. So I say, you know, I will say, I know that you have to go home and you have to think about it. Is there anything that you can kind of share with me that you're any concerns that you have anything that you want to that you really when you're going to go home and think about it, you're going to weigh these options. Can we just talk about what those are and just share those with it? and please be open with me because if for whatever reason you feel uncomfortable with anything we discuss, I want to know what it is so that we can actually discuss it with you and see if we can educate you on what. So is there anything that you're going to go home and think about when I discuss today any portion of today that you're going to talk about? Or If you're going to go home and talk to your wife about this or your husband about this, what would you be discussing? What would you guys really sit down and be like, what is it that is the most challenging for you with what I discussed? Is it the protocols of the treatment or is it the financial side? And so then she'll share or he'll share more information with well, it's this aspect of the treatment that I'm not sure about, or and I will address that. Or it's this part of the financing, and I'll address that. They have to straight up tell me, for them to leave their room on a financial consult, I try to pull out as much information as I can. And if they're going to say no, I usually get them down to the real reason. Like, you're going to have to really tell me that you don't like me. <laughs> like, you're going to have to really tell me that, you know what? I just don't want to do business with you. You know, like if that's the reason, you got to really share that. I'm going to really try and pry that out. So I would say the one technique is always digging underneath the surface and trying to pull out more information. The more that they talk and they open up, the more you'll find out the reason, that hidden reason why they want. It's usually not the first reason they tell you. It's usually something underneath.
1: Right. So the technique would be they say they want to go home and think about it. You say, Hold on one second, and you get up, you walk to the door and you lock the door, and then you sit back down and say <laughs> we're <laughs> gonna have a conversation about this until you tell yes. me the truth. You're not you're not <laughs> yeah. leaving until I know the truth. We're I will, you can't handle the, I can <laughs> handle the truth. I <laughs> <Yes. laughs> can handle the truth. That's exactly it. Right. That's exactly it. Right. That
0: very non-threatening way.
1: So. Oh, okay. So that—that's the not to do that way. Okay. So, so that's the more. Walk
0: over, I'll discreetly walk over to the door and lock it. <laughs> i like, oh, I just gotta look outside for a second. Click. Well, let's go ahead and talk.
1: <laughs> what about this? Um, if they say they need to talk to their wife or husband, what about if they say, "Well, why don't we? You're not going to know how to explain everything. Why don't we get them on the phone right now and maybe we could do this together while we're here? Do you ever do it that way?
0: Most offices I consult with, I try to have them bring the spouse. You know, I know this is not always easy. It is
1: difficult sometimes.
0: If you're insistent on it and you push it hard on the first day, a lot of times you can get the spouse there on day two.
1: What if you give like a bonus for bringing your spouse, like something, free tooth whitening if you get your spouse to come in too.
0: If you use the right calm on the communication on day one, you really can really kind of get them to bring the spouse. You just say, listen, you know, we're going to be covering things that are really important about your treatment and the protocol. And so because there's usually multiple visits involved, and there's also going to be some financial discussions as well, we recommend bringing your spouse or having them show up. Well, I handle all my finances, I understand that. It's not about your financial. For me, it's not about finances. It's about them understanding what's going on with you and really the amount of treatment that you're going to need. So that's why we're going to insist on them being, here. Yeah. let's go ahead and schedule a day that's going to be convenient for both of you guys.
1: I'll give them a work excuse. What about like if somebody calls in and they're shoppers, how do you handle those people? Collect <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's like, you know, I, you know, I think I need this work done or I need this stem cell or I need this dental implant or I need this facial filler, whatever the case is. And they're like, you know, I, I went to your competitor down the street and I want to compare pricing, but they don't tell you what their price is. How do you handle that? Do you just say we don't discuss prices over the phone or what? Yeah.
0: So on our call center, like we train on this on the call center. We train the clients on this too. We just say, listen, you know, unfortunately, I'm not in charge of financials. I'm just in charge of scheduling. So I can schedule you for a free consult you can come in sit down with our director one-on-one to see if we can help you at that time we'll verify you know we'll let you know what fees are and if we can help you let me see when the next available appointment so the more they push on fees the more i don't give it to them and then that usually will disqualify most shoppers if i know i have a shopper on the phone then i purposely push back and i make it more difficult for them you know because the last thing you want as a shopper in your office comparing prices and it's the No healthcare office is, no matter what niche that we're working with, likes to feel that somebody's coming in to shop their office on price. It's devaluing the care. It makes you feel horrible as a person. And it's just like those patients, sometimes, you know, on a small percentage, you can turn those patients around, but a lot of times you can't.
1: And then you feel kind of the rejection or that your prices are not where they should be, or it can affect a lot of things. Nobody likes it. Nobody Nobody likes. likes it. No. So I'm
0: not even in healthcare. I mean, we have a digital marketing agency and I don't like it. I don't like when people compare our prices. Like nobody right. feels good about that. So
1: Exactly. Interesting. Very interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you covered so much great material. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And we have additional sales training on the whole entire process. You guys are welcome to contact me or we can see if we can help you with anything
1: as well. So you have a training program as well. Tell me about that. So, you know, as an agency,
0: we know that, Uh, clients will be more successful with our marketing if they can sell more care. And um, that is a big challenge for doctors, no matter what industry that you're in. So we have a four-module regenerative care coordinator course. So you can take a case manager or you have a doctor go through this four-module course. We have a six-module uh, laser and decompression. So if you're doing decompression in disc cases or sciatic cases, and you have a decompression table, you can use that for neuropathy too. And it's a six-module course on doing that. And then we have a six-module implant care coordinator training course. So if you're a dental office and you want to sell more implants, we have a six-module course to go through. We have a one-monthly live sales training phone call, and then one or two staff training phone calls a month that you can hop on. So we used to just keep it reserved for clients, but now we opened it about two months ago. Um, so there's like a small monthly fee that someone can pay to get access to all the sales training. materials.
1: Okay. So you don't even have to be an actual client. No,
0: you don't have to be an agency client.
1: Awesome. Well, that's very helpful.
0: Yeah. We create all these materials for our clients. And we're just like, well, why don't we just open this up since we already have it? If anybody wants to come on for the sales training. And we have now, you know, we probably have about 10 people, I think, on the sales training. They get access to the sales training. They hop one every month. And we were already presenting it for free for our clients anyway. So just open it up and give more availability to other people that just
1: want sales training. Well, that's uh, very helpful. And then they could just mm-hmm. go online and find out about that.
0: Yeah. So just they can go online, fill out the free consultation request form, and then we will send you all the
1: information to log in and sign up for that. Beautiful. Any uh, closing words you want to include?
0: You know, I will tell you, if there's one thing that you want to do to get better at your sales, the one thing to focus on is always role playing and training. You know, our most successful office is guys that do half a million dollars in sales a month. Or we, I think we have one client now, I think that does over a million dollars in stem cell sales a month. The one thing that these guys all have in common is they consistently work on improving their sales process. So they just, it's not something they do one time. They do it once a week, role playing. You know, they strategize, have notes, work on different communication skills. You know, you consistently have to work at it. Our least successful clients are guys that always feel that they know it all. They've been doing it for so long. They feel that there's nothing new for them to learn and they don't work at it. And I feel if you don't work at it, your numbers on the sales wise will really struggle. You'll consistently struggle and they may be good now, but they always go down if you don't work at it. So. All Super Bowl teams have to train every week through football season. They have a preseason training. Every single week, they're training as they go through the football season. Nobody gets to back off. Everybody consistently has to work on themselves and get better.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing signing off.